uh, I think most people in evangelicalism, when they see a squirrel, thinks of Gene Clyde. It's really strange when you think about it. Decidedly Christian, distinctly biblical, and just a little bit nuts, this is Squirrel Chatter. And welcome to the Piney Woods, ladies and gentlemen. I am your squirrel host who's got to pour more coffee. Please stand by. It's Monday. And Monday is requiring coffee. We got home fairly late last night after driving through... A lot of snow and what actually turned out to be freezing rain, which nothing makes the road slick like freezing rain. So I was doing, oh, between 45 and 50 on the interstate, coming back from Missoula last night. We were coming home from Great Falls. I preached over at uh, Vaughn Community Bible Church just outside of Great Falls yesterday. Uh, um, Mrs. Squirrel and... uh, and my friend Rex both informed me it was not my best sermon. <laughs> so, uh, talk a little bit more about that later. Uh, too much time on uh, trivial details and in introductory material and not enough time dealing with the actual text. And I tend to agree with them. So uh, I'm sure it was recorded. I'm not sure if the church is going to post it. If they do, I'll let you know. And then you can tell me how, how uh, unbalanced it was. <laughs> so, um, but I will give you my outline today and talk a little bit about about that. Um, we are done with double reading days. We just have uh, Nehemiah ten through thirteen and Revelation eight today, so we are returning to Monday meanderings. I got a few topics to talk about, including my sermon outline from yesterday, and. Before we get started, I want to remind you that Squirrel Chatter is a proud member of the Christian Podcast Community. You can head on over to christianpodcastcommunity.org, check out all the great curated podcasts that are over there, and without further delay, and I never opened up my Bible software this morning, I'm I'm sleepy, guys, just to let you know, I'm... Did not want to get out of bed this morning. Um, I'm in definite need of rest today. But we have snow that is probably going to need to be shoveled. And that's just the way that it is. All right. Now that I got my Bible software, I mean, I'm still pouring coffee when the show opens. And then my Bible software open. Just discombobulated. So I hope to improve my combobulation as the day continues. I hope to improve my combobulation as the podcast continues. Let's begin, as is our practice, with the Prayer of Confession from the 1552 Book of Common Prayer. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou them, O God, which confess their faults. 
Restore thou them that are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. And now our prayer for the reading of the word. Blessed Lord, who hast caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning, grant that we may in such wise hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that by patience and comfort of thy holy word we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life, which thou hast given us in our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. It's now Nehemiah chapter 10. Now on the sealed document were the following names. Nehemiah the governor, the son of Hakaliah and Zedekiah, Saraiah, Azariah, Jeremiah, Pasher, Amariah, Malchijah, Hattush, Shebaniah, Malak, Harim, Merimoth, Obadiah, Daniel, Ginathon, Baruch, Meshulam, Abijah, Majamin, Maazaiah, Bilgai, and Shemaiah. These were the priests. And the Levites, Jeshua, the son of Azaniah, Binuai, the son of Hinadad, Kadmiel, also their brothers, Shabaniai, Hodiah, Kalita, Pelaiah, Hanan, Micah, Rahab, Hashabiah, Zakar, Sherebiah, Shebaniah, Hodiah, Bani, Binu, the heads of the people, Perosh, Pehath Moab, Elam, Zatu, Bani, Buni, Asgad, Babai, Adonijah, Bigvi, Aden, Adder, Hezekiah, Azur, Hodiah, Hosham, Bazai, Hereph, Anathoth, Nebai, Magpish, Meshulam, Hezer, Meshazabel, Zadok, Jadua, Pelatiah, Hanan, Anaiah, Hosea, Hananiah, Hasab, Halohesh, Pilha, Shobek, Raham, Hashabana, Maasiah, Ahiah, Hanan, Anan, Malak, Haram, and Baana. Now the rest of the people, the priests, the Levites, the gatekeepers, the singers, the temple servants, and all those who had separated themselves from the peoples of the land to the law of God, their wives, their sons, and their daughters, all those who had knowledge and understanding, are joining with their relatives, their nobles, and are entering into a curse and an oath to walk in God's law, which was given by the hand of Moses, God's servant, and to keep and to do all the commandments of Yahweh our Lord and his judgments and his statutes, and that we will not give our daughters to the peoples of the land or take their daughters for our sons. As for the peoples of the lands who bring wares or any grain on the Sabbath day to sell, we will not receive from them on the Sabbath or on a holy day, and we will forego the crops the seventh year and the exact, exact, 
exaction of every debt. We also set ourselves under the commandments to give yearly one-third of a shekel for the service of the house of our God, for the showbread, for the continual grain offering, for the continual burnt offering, the Sabbaths, the new moons, for the appointed times, for the holy things, and for the sin offering, to make atonement for Israel and all the work of the house of our God. Likewise, we cast lots for the supply of wood among the priests, the Levites, and the people, in order to bring it to the house of our God, according to our Father's households, at fixed times annually, to burn on the altar of Yahweh our God, as it is written in the law, and to bring the first fruits of our ground and the first fruits of all the fruit of every tree to the house of Yahweh annually, and to bring to the house of our God the firstborn of our sons and of our cattle, and the firstborn of our herds and our flocks, as it is written in the law, for the priests who are ministering in the house of our God. We will also bring the first of our dough, our contributions, the fruit of every tree, the new wine and the new oil to the priests at the chambers of the house of our God, and the tithe of our ground to the Levites, for the Levites are they who receive the tithes in all the towns where we serve. And the priests, the sons of Aaron, shall be with the Levites when the Levites receive tithes, and the Levites shall bring up the tenth of the tithes to the house of our God, to the chambers and the storehouses. For the sons of Israel and the sons of Levi shall bring the contribution of the grain, the new wine, and the oil to the chambers. The utensils of the sanctuary are there, as well as the priests who are ministering, and the gatekeepers and the singers. Thus we will not forsake the house of our God. Chapter 11. And the officials of the people lived in Jerusalem, but the rest of the people cast lots to bring one out of ten to live in Jerusalem, the holy city, while nine-tenths remained in the other cities. And the people blessed all the men who freely offered to live in Jerusalem. Now these are the heads of the provinces who lived in Jerusalem. But in the cities of Judah each lived in his own possession in their cities, the Israelites, the priests, the Levites, the temple servants, and the sons of Solomon's servants. And some of the sons of Judah and some of the sons of Benjamin lived in Jerusalem. From the sons of Judah, Athaiah, the son of Uzziah, the son of Zechariah, the son of Amariah, the son of Shephatiah, the son of Mahaliel, from the sons of Perez. And Maaseiah, the son of Baruch, the son of Kohosan, the son of Hezaiah, the son of Adaiah, and the son of Joyarib, the son of Zechariah, the son of the Shilonite, the Shilonite, and all the sons of Perez who lived in Jerusalem were 468 valiant men. These are the sons of Benjamin, Salu, the son of Meshu'alam, the son of Joed, the son of Pedaiah, the son of Kolaiah, the son of Maasiah, the son of Ithael, the son of Jeshaiah, and after him Gabai and Salai, 928. Joel, the son of Zikri, was their overseer, and Judah, the son of Hasanuah, was second in command of the city. From the priests, Jediah, the son of Joiarib, Jochen, Saraiah, the son of Hilkiah, the son of Meshuelam, the son of Zadok, the son of Meraoth, the son of Ahutub, the leader of the house of God, and their relatives who did the work in the house, 822. And Adaiah, the son of Jeroham, 
the son of Pelaiah, the son of Amzi, the son of Zechariah, the son of Pasher, the son of Malchijah, and his relatives, heads of their father's households, 242. And Amasai, the son of Azarel, the son of Ahaz, the son of Meshalomith, the son of Emer, and their relatives, mighty men of valor, 128. And though their overseer was Zabdiel, the son of Hagadolam. Now from the Levites, Shemaiah, the son of Hashub, the son of Azrakam, the son of Heshabiah, the son of Buni, and Shebathai, and Josabad, and the chiefs of the Levites, who were over the outside work of the house of God, and Mataniah, the son of Micah, the son of Zabdi, the son of Asaph, who was the chief in the beginning of the thanksgiving and prayer, and Bakbakiah, the, the second among his relatives, and Abda, the son of Shemua, the son of Galil, the son of Jeduthun. All the Levites in the holy city were 284. Now the gatekeepers, Akub, Talman, and their relatives who kept watch at the gates were 172. The rest of Israel, the priests and of the Levites, were in the, all the cities of Judah, each on his own inheritance. But the temple servants living in Ophel and Zehai and Gishpah were over the temple servants. Now the overseers of the Levites in Jerusalem was Uzi, the son of Bani, the son of Heshabiah, the son of Mataniah, the son of Micah, from the sons of Asaph, who were the singers over the work of the house of God. For there was a commandment from the king concerning them and a firm, re firm regulation for the song leaders day by day. Pethahiah, the son of Meshezabel, of the sons of Zerah, the son of Judah, was the king's representative in all matters concerning the people. Now as for the villages with their fields, some of the sons of Judah lived in Kiriath Arba and its towns, in Dibon and its towns, and in Jacobazel and its villages, and in Jesua, in Molada and Beth Pelet, and Hazer Shua, in Beersheba and its towns, and in Ziklag, in Mechana and its towns, and in Inrimon and Zora, and in Jermuth, Zanoa, Adalam and their villages, Lachish and its fields. Ezekah and its, its towns, so they encamped from Beersheba as far as the valley of Hinnom. The sons of Benjamin also lived from Geba onward, at Michmash and Aijah, at Bethel and its towns, at Anathoth, Nob, Ananiah, Hazor, Ramah, Gittim, Hadid, Zeboam, Nebalat, Lod, and Onu, the valley of craftsmen. From the Levites, some divisions in Judah belong to Benjamin. Chapter 12. Now these are the priests and the Levites who came up with Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, and Jeshua. Saraiah, Jeremiah, Ezra, Amariah, Malak, Hattush, Shechaniah, Raham, Merimoth, Ido, Ginnathoi, Abijah, Majamin, Maadiah, Bilga, Shiamiah, and Jerib. 
Jediah, Selu, Amuk, Hilkiah, and Jediah. These are the heads of the priests and their relatives in the days of Joshua. The Levites were Joshua, Buni, Cadmiel, Sherebiah, Judah, and Mataniah, who was over the song of thanksgiving he and his brothers. Also, Bakbukiah and Uni, their brothers, stood opposite them in keeping their responsibilities. Jeshua became the father of Jehoiakim, and Jehoiakim became the father of Eliashub, and Eliashub became the father of Joaida, and Joaida became the father of Jonathan, and Jonathan became the father of Jedua. Now in the days of Jehoiakim the priest, the head of the father's households were of Sarahiah, Merahiah, of Jeremiah, Hananiah, of Ezra, Meshulam, of Amariah, Jehohanan, of Maluki, Jonathan, of Shebaniah, Joseph, of Haram, Adna, of Merioth, Helka, of Edo, Zechariah, of Ginnathon, Meshulam, of Abijah, Zikri, of Minaamon, of Moadiah, Piltai, of Bilga, Shamua, of Shamaiah, Jehonathan, of Jehoiarib, Metaniah, of Jediah Uzi, of Selai, Kali, of Amok, Eber, of Hilkiah, Hashabiah, of Jediah, Nathaniel. As for the Levites, in the days of Eliashib, Joahida and Johanan and Jadua, the heads of fathers' households, were written down. The priests were also in the reign of Darius the Persian. The son of Levi, the head of the father's households, were written down in the book of the Chronicles up to the days of Johainan, the son of Eliashib. The heads of the Levites were Hashabiah, Sherebiah, and Jeshua, the son of Cadmiel, and their brothers opposite them, to praise and give thanks by the commandment of David, the man of God, watch by watch. Mataniah, Bakabukiah, Obadiah, Meshulam, Talman, and Akub were gatekeepers, keeping watch at the storerooms of the gates. These served in the days of Jehoiakim, the son of Jeshua, the son of Josadok, and in the days of Nehemiah the governor and Ezra the priest and scribe. Now in the dedication of the wall of Jerusalem, they sought out the Levites from all their places to bring them to Jerusalem so that they might celebrate the dedication with gladness, with hymns of thanksgiving and with songs to the accompaniment of cymbals, harps, and lyres. So the sons of the singers were gathered from the district around Jerusalem and from the villages of the Netophathites, from Beth Gilgal and from their fields in Geba and Asmaveth. For the singers had built themselves villages around Jerusalem. The priests and the Levites cleansed themselves. They also cleansed the people, the gates, and the walls. Then I had the leaders of Judah come up on top of the wall, and I had two great choirs of thanksgiving stand, the first proceeding to the right on top of the wall toward the dung gate. Hoshaiah and half the leaders of Judah followed them, with Azariah, Ezra, and Meshulam. Judah, Benjamin, Shemaiah, Jeremiah, and some of the sons of the priests and the trumpets. And Zechariah, the son of Jonathan, the son of Shemaiah, the son of Mataniah, the son of 
Micaiah, the son of Zakur, the son of Asaph, and his relatives, Shemaiah, Azarel, Milalai, Gilalai, Mai, Nathaniel, Judah, and Hanani, with the musical instruments of David, the man of God, and Ezra the scribe went before them. At the spring gate they went directly up the steps of the city of David by the stairway of the wall above the house of David to the water gate on the east. The second choir proceeded to the left while I followed them with half of the people on the wall, above the tower of furnaces to the broad wall, and above the gate of Ephraim, by the old gate, by the fish gate, the tower of Hananel, and the tower of the hundred, as far as the sheep gate, and they stood at the gate of the guard. Then the two choirs took their stand in the house of God, so did I and half of the officials with me, and the priests, Eliakim, Maasiah, Miniamon, Micaiah, Elionai, Zechariah, and Hananiah with the trumpets, and Maasaiah, Shemaiah, Eleazar, Uzi, Jehonanan, Malchijah, Elam, and Ezer. And the singers made their voices heard with Jezariah their overseer. And on that day they offered great sacrifices and were glad because God had given them great gladness. Even the women and children were glad, so that the gladness of Jerusalem was heard from afar. On that day men were also appointed over the chambers for their stories, for their stores, <laughs> the contributions, the first fruits, and the tithes to gather into them from the fields of the cities the portions required by the law for the priests and the Levites. For Judah was glad over the priests and the Levites who stood to minister. And they kept their responsibility given by their God and the responsibility of cleansing together with the singers and the gatekeepers, according to the commandment of David and his son Solomon. For in the days of David and Asaph, in ancient times there were chiefs of the singers, songs of praise and hymns of thanksgiving to God. So all Israel in the days of Zerubbabel and Nehemiah were giving the portions due the singers and the gatekeepers as each day required, and set apart the holy portion for the Levites, and the Levites set apart the holy portion for the sons of Aaron. Chapter 13 On that day they read from the book of Moses in the hearing of the people, and there was found written in it, that no Ammonite or Moabite should ever enter the assembly of God, because they did not meet the sons of God with bread and water, but hired Balaam against them to curse them. However, our God turned the curse into a blessing. So when they heard the law, they separated all foreigners from Israel. Now prior to this, Eliashib the priest, who was put in charge over the chambers of the house of God, being related to Tobiah, had prepared a large room for him, where formerly they put the grain offering, the frankincense, the utensils, and the tithes of grain, also new wine and oil commanded for the Levites, the singers, and the gatekeepers, as well as the contributions for the priests. But during all this time I was not in Jerusalem, for in the thirty-second year of Artaxerxes, king of Babylon, I had gone to the king. After some time, however, I asked leave from the king, and I came to Jerusalem, and discerned the evil that Eliashib had done for Tobiah, by preparing a chamber for him in the courts of the house of God. It was very evil to me, so I threw all Tobiah's household goods out of the chamber. Then I said the word, and they cleansed the chambers, 
and I returned there the utensils of the house of God with the grain offerings and the frankincense. I also came to know that the portions of the Levites had not been given them. So the Levites and the singers who did the work had fled each to his own field. So I contended against the officials and said, Why is the house of God forsaken? Then I gathered them together and had them stand in their posts. All Judah then brought the tithe of the grain, new wine, and oil into the storehouses. In charge of the storehouses, I appointed Shelemiah the priest, Zadok the scribe, Pedaiah of the Levites, and in addition to them was Hanan the son of Zakur, the son of Mataniah, for they were counted as faithful, and it was their task to apportion everything to their relatives. Remember me for this, O my God, and do not blot out my loving kindness which I have shown for the house of my God and its responsibilities. In those days I saw in Judah some who were treading wine presses on the Sabbath, bringing in sacks of grain and loading them on donkeys, as well as wine, grapes, figs, and all kinds of loads, and they brought them into Jerusalem on the Sabbath day. So I testified against them on the day they sold food. Also men of Tyre were living there, who brought in fish and all kinds of merchandise, and sold them to the sons of Judah on the Sabbath, even in Jerusalem. Then I contended with the nobles of Judah, and said to them, What is this evil thing you are doing, even profaning the Sabbath day? Did not your fathers do the same? So our God brought on us and on this city all this calamity? Yet you are adding to his anger on Israel by profaning the Sabbath. Now it happened that just as it grew dark at the gates of Jerusalem before the Sabbath, I said the word, and the doors were shut. Then I said that they should not open them until after the Sabbath. Then I had some of my young men stand at the gate so that no load would enter on the Sabbath day. Once or twice the traders and merchants of every kind of merchandise spent the night outside Jerusalem. Then I warned them and said to them, Why do you spend the night in front of the wall? If you do so again, I will send forth my hand against you. From that time on they did not come on the Sabbath. And I said to the Levites that they should cleanse themselves and come as gatekeepers to keep the Sabbath day holy. For this also remember me, O my God, and have compassion on me according to the greatness of your loving kindness. In those days I also saw that the Jews had married women from Ashdod, Ammon, and Moab. As for their children, half spoke in the language of Ashdod, and none of them was able to speak the language of Judah, but only the tongue of his own people. So I contended with them and cursed them and struck some of them and pulled out their hair and made them swear by God, you shall not give your daughters to their sons, nor take up their daughters for your sons or for yourselves. Did not King Solomon of Israel sin regarding these things? Yet among the many nations there was no king like him, and he was loved by his God, and God gave him to be king over all Israel. Nevertheless, the foreign women caused even him to sin. Do we then hear about you that you have done all this great evil by acting unfaithfully against your God by marrying foreign women? And even one of the sons of Jehoiada, the son of Eliashab, the high priest, was a son-in-law of Sanballat the Heronite, so I made him flee away from me. Remember them, O my God, because they have defiled the priesthood and the covenant of the priesthood and the Levites. Thus I cleansed them from everything foreign and ensured that the responsibilities stood for the priests and the Levites, each in his work, and I arranged for the supply of wood at fixed times and 
for the first fruits. Remember me, O oh my God, for good. And now Revelation chapter 8. When he opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven for about half an hour. Then I saw the seven angels who stood before God, and seven trumpets were given to them. And another angel came and stood at the altar, having a golden censer, and much incense was given to him, so that he might add it to the prayers of all the saints on the golden altar, which was before the throne. And the smoke of the incense went up with the prayers of the saints out of the angel's hand before God. Then the angel took the censer and filled it with the fire of the altar and threw it to the earth. And there followed peals of thunder and sounds and flashes of lightning and an earthquake. And the seven angels who had the seven trumpets prepared themselves to sound them. And the first sounded, and there came hail and fire mixed with blood, and they were thrown down to the earth. And a third of the earth was burned up, and a third of the trees were burned up, and all the green grass was burned up. And the second angel sounded, and something like a great mountain burning with fire was thrown into the sea, and a third of the sea became blood. And a third of the creatures which were in the sea, those which had life, died. And a third of the ships were destroyed. And the third angel sounded, and a great star fell from heaven, burning like a torch. And it fell on a third of the rivers and on the springs of water. And the name of the star is called Wormwood. And a third of the waters became Wormwood. And many men died from the waters, because they were made bitter. And the fourth angel sounded, and a third of the sun, and a third of the sun, and a third of the moon, and a third of the stars were struck, so that a third of them would be darkened, and the day would not shine for a third of it, and the night in the same way. Then I looked, and I heard an, angel, an eagle flying in mid heaven, saying with a loud voice, Woe, woe, woe to those who dwell on the earth, because of the remaining blasts of the trumpet of the three angels who are about to sound. Then the fifth angel sounded. Then I saw a star from heaven which had fallen to the earth, and the key of the pit of the abyss was given to him. And he opened the pit of the abyss, and smoke went up out of the pit, like the smoke of a great furnace, and the sun and the air were darkened by the smoke of the pit. Then out of the smoke, oh, that's chapter 9, that's tomorrow. <laughs> All right, that is the word of the Lord for today. Now the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. And now the collect for grace. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings may be ordered by thy governance, to do always that is righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. All right. Oh, like I said, I am tired today. 
so I apologize. It's a bad day to have to uh, struggle through all of those names. Oh, and and I am, I am tired today. It was a pretty long weekend. We left here about three o'clock on Saturday and went to Camp Utmost, where we attended the Christmas party at Camp Utmost, and then we continued on from there to Vaughn, arriving at uh, at our abode in Vaughn about. Uh, I don't know, it was 10 o'clock, I imagine. Between 10 and 11. Roads were good. It was just late. That, it was late for us. We are usually in bed between 8 and 9. So it was a late night. And then, of course, got up yesterday, had, had church, and then had lunch at the church. And then we had, uh, we just sat and visited with, with uh, my friend Rex, who's the pastor there, for probably until about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And then we had the four-hour drive home. <laughs> So we got home fairly late last night, so it's been a busy weekend, and uh, I did not want to wake up when my alarm went off. So yesterday, my, my message that I preached at Vaughn Community Bible Church was on Genesis 12, 1 through 3, which is the Abrahamic covenant. And my outline was that in the Abrahamic covenant, we see four specific promises that were given to Abraham. The promise of a land, which you know, there was later defined in the actual borders given. The promise of a people, um, not only the people of Israel, but the descendants of all of Abraham's other children, because he had, you know, Ishmael, of course, by by uh, Hagar, but he also had Keturah. Um, his second wife, whom he married after the death of Sarah, which you think, how old? <laughs> you know, he, he, he thought he was too old to father a child when Sarah was alive, and then he marries Keturah and fathers four or five children on, on her. Um, but they all became nations. And, and Ishmael had several sons who became nations. And so a great portion of the Middle East is descended directly from Abraham. So he had the promise of a people. He also had the promise of renown, which is easily seen today because here we are some 4,000 years later, and we're all still talking about Abraham. He's still revered by Christians, by Jews, and by Muslims. So this is somebody who is considered great by a great many people in the earth. So his name was made great, which was the promise. And then we had the promise of blessing, that in him all the families of the earth would be blessed. And this is where we find Christmas. Because the blessing that has come to all the families of the earth came in the person of Jesus Christ and the Savior, his perfect, sinless life and his atoning sacrifice on the cross, his death, burial, and resurrection, by which he purchased for God people from every tribe and tongue and language 
and nation, which is the promise that in Abraham, all the families of the earth would be blessed. And so that was the, the outline of yesterday's message. And uh, so it was, uh, I thought, it definitely could be improved. I spent way too much time in my introduction looking at things that were not germane to the message, like the age of the earth and the genealogies in Genesis 5 and 10. And so I, I spent too much time on that, and I, I should have expanded the time I spent actually dealing with the four promises. And I recognized that. And uh, so it was not the best of my messages. The, the message itself was solid, but the delivery could have been improved on. But, you know, I'm out of practice. It's been four or five months since I preached. Um, I'm not preaching regularly anymore, and I, my sermon prep uh, has suffered because I, I'm out of, out of practice. Um, and so for that, I apologize. I need to, to find ways to preach more often. So that was my message yesterday in Vaughn. The other thing, this morning I'm in the shower. So many things have happened since the last time we did a Monday meandering. I still realize that I have not talked about the election. I was getting ready to talk about the election when I got sick. And so, you know, we've had two weeks of me being sick and then two weeks of double reading scripture when we weren't talking about anything outside the scripture reading. And so there's a lot of things I haven't talked about. But this morning I was in the shower and I was listening to Al Mohler's The Briefing this morning. And I thought he made a masterful analysis of the problems with the Brittany Griner-Victor Bout exchange and the problems it's going to cause for America and her allies and how it was you know, not a good exchange. And saying all of that is not saying that Brittany Griner was not um, poorly treated by Russia. She was. Now, she broke the law, but the laws that she broke did not deserve the kind of punishment. You know, that, that's the thing. We don't... Um, we often think that the Old Testament provision for an eye, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth was harsh. Oh, that's just harsh. No. What the purpose of that command was, was to limit the punishment to fit the crime. So that big crimes would receive big punishment. But minor crimes would receive minor punishment. In the situation of what Brittany Griner was guilty of, and she was guilty. We she was guilty of it. There's no disputing that. But what she was guilty of probably should have resulted in a fine and her expulsion from Russia. Or an even stiffer fine and let her stay and just tell her don't do that again. And the confiscation of the 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 CBD oil or whatever it was that she was using. Um, as I don't believe it was 
Um, no, wait. I think there was there was uh, there was cannabis vaping material, so there was you know intoxicants in there. Um, but there are medical uses for CBD that are not uh, intoxicating. Having is two two compounds in cannabis. THC, which is what gets you high, and CBD, which doesn't. And there are quite clearly, I think the studies have shown that, that the CBD products actually do have health benefits. So, you know, to, to say that, you know, she should have been sentenced to you know, 12 or 14 years in prison and everything, that was all politics by Russia. And, but, and, and so, you know, I'm, I'm glad that Brittany Griner is back in the United States because she was being mistreated. She had been harshly convicted, but trading Victor Bout for her was not the best trade in the world. Um, because we've already seen today, I saw a report that Victor Bout is now ready to assist Russia in the war in Ukraine. Russia is desperate for weaponry. They have depleted much of their arsenal in attacking in Ukraine, and they have, you know, they're, they're desperate for weapons. And so we gave them one of the world's notorious arms dealers who will, who has the context, who will be able to broker deals whereby Russia will be able to purchase arms and re-equip and continue to press the fight in Ukraine. That's not good. That's not good news. So, you know, was this a good trade? No, it wasn't. Um, and it is a sign of man's depravity that nations do what they're doing. That, I mean, this was, this was, um, you know, let's just, Russia was acting nefariously. You know, Russia is not, um, an honest agent. Russia in the, not just Brittany Griner, but the other people, the other Americans that Russia holds, Russia simply sees them as pawns. There's no concern for their rights. There's no concern for the fact that they don't deserve to be there. They are simply chips. They are cards that Russia can deal at a later time to receive advantages. And this is something that Russia has done back through the Soviet Union days. And, and Mueller brings that out too. So if you haven't listened to today's The Briefing, he, he really, I think, does a good job laying out the, the, the Brittany Griner Victor Bout exchange situation. <clears throat> and, you know, it's not, I'm, so on the one sense, I'm, I'm happy 
that Brittany Griner is out of there. I wish they had gotten more people. Um, probably we'll have to see what actually results from Victor Bout being back in Russia and working once again for the Putin regime. We will have to see how that works out in affecting the struggle in Ukraine. And if it works out to Russia's great favor, then it will not have been, you know, a good thing. Um, so just have to see what the negative consequences of that are. But, uh, so it's, it's a mixed bag. You know, we got an American out of a bad situation. That's a good thing. Now, I know Brittany Griner's gay. I know she's a spokesman for the LB, LGBT. You know, we know all that. And the White House made a big deal out of it. But at the same time, you know, we don't want to see anybody mistreated. And the, the wrongful convictions, you know, is... Wrongful convictions are a problem. And her conviction, specifically, like I said, was, was way out of proportion to the crime. So, that's just some thoughts on that. I'll have more thoughts on other things in coming days. Um, I do want to tell you that I am planning on taking the 12 days of Christmas off. So, between December 25th and... Um, January 6th, I will not be doing live squirrel chatters. Now, we still have that week from December 25th to January 1st when I need to finish the Bible reading. So I'm going to pre-record those five days of Bible reading, the first five, you know, first days there, so that we will finish the Bible reading by the end of the year. Then I'm going to take that first week in January off and uh, take a break from the podcast. And so, um, let's see, look at the calendar here. Always look at a calendar when you're talking about dates so that you know exactly what you're talking about. Okay, the 6th of January, which is the Feast of Epiphany, which is the 12th day of Christmas, falls on Friday. So, Monday the 9th will be the day that Squirrel Tratter returns for the 2023 season. And again, we are going to be looking not in depth, but more in depth at scripture next year. I'm going to start by going chapter by chapter through Deuteronomy, um, which was the, the last addresses of Moses to the people of Israel before they went into the promised land. So that is where we're going to start. Um, I think I've, I've characterized it before. It's going to be kind of a study Bible level uh, look at the scriptures. So it's not going to be in depth to a great degree. Some of it will be more in depth than other. We'll hit, you know, important points and spend more time on them. Who knows when we get to the Ten Commandments, we may spend a day on each one. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out. Kind of... Shaping that up, I haven't even worked on the notes for the first chapter of Deuteronomy yet, so we'll speculate. 
and it'll determine where I'm going to go after I do Deuteronomy. Um, I, I look at Deuteronomy in many ways as the Romans of the Old Testament. It is a, a packed full of theology and important theology. And just like, you know, talking about that Genesis 12, 1 to 3 that I preached on yesterday. Everything God does after Genesis 12, 1 through 3, every action God takes in the rest of the Bible can be traced back to one or more of those promises that he made to Abraham so long ago. Because God is a God who keeps his promises. And so that's something that we can have great confidence in. And, uh, you know, the promises that have been fulfilled are signs of his faithfulness. And because of his faithfulness, we can trust that the promises that have yet to be fulfilled will be. And one of those big promises was Christmas. So we are looking at, gosh, Christmas is two weeks away. So I'll have to record five days so sometime in the next two weeks I will record that third week to finish our Bible reading because there are only three weeks left in the year and then we will start the new year on January the 9th so I wish you the best of days it's Monday have a great week I hope you are more rested and more alert and more attentive than I have been today Remember to do the things you ought to do. Don't do the things you ought not do. And whatever you do, do it for the glory of the Lord. We'll see you again here tomorrow for a much more Awake and Alert episode of Squirrel Chatter. Take care. God bless. Squirrel Chatter is recorded in front of a live studio hamster. 